0: It's 1 o'clock, I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. An academic warns that Hong Kong's jobless rate could hit 7% by the end of the year. A unionist says surviving Cathay Pacific staff have been told they need to take paid cups, pay cuts of up to 36%. The former U.S. President Barack Obama delivers a scathing assessment of his successor. And the U.S. Defense Department clears the sale of high-tech arms to Taiwan. An academic has warned that more layoffs are likely by the end of the year, potentially pushing Hong Kong's unemployment rate to 7%, more than half a percent higher than current levels. Simon Lee from the Chinese University's business school says massive sackings are likely after November, when the government's employment support scheme ends. Firms that receive the subsidy can't cut jobs, but Mr. Lee says companies who can't see the economy improving anytime soon will have to start axing jobs.
1: The EN is coming because staff cost is one of the significant operating costs. After the support, if they foresee that the situation will not rebound in the near future, then I think the best way to reduce the operating cost and to survive is to set the staff. If they can downscale their operation, they can survive for a little bit longer time, same as Cafe Pacific.
0: A union representative says Cathay Pacific staff who managed to keep their jobs for now have been told they need to take pay cuts of up to 36%. The airline car- carrier announced yesterday that it was slashing 8,500 jobs, including 5,300 Hong Kong-based positions. Amber Shun, the vice-chair of the airline's flight attendants union, says employees' basic salary and hourly pay were reduced by 14 to 36% with changes to other benefits. They'll also have to agree to take unpaid leave going forward. They have 14 days to decide. HSBC says it'll remove the hoarding around two iconic lion sculptures at the entrance of the bank's headquarters in Central, saying restoration work has been completed after it was vandalized on New Year's Day. The two bronze lion statues, known as Stephen and Stitt, were sprayed with red paint and briefly set alight by anti-government protesters who were unhappy with the bank's decision to close an account linked to the pro-democracy movement. In a letter to all staff, HSBC Hong Kong CEO Diana Caesar said the two historic lines have made their reappearance to the public in a simple ceremony today. The parent company of the Welcome supermarket chain is expected to receive the lion's share from a government scheme to subsidize wages during the pandemic. The latest official figures show that Dairy Farm is getting almost $400 million, followed by Parkinshop on $160 million and Watson's Retail with $71 million. The government says employers receiving more than $10 billion in the latest batch of its employment subsidy scheme for the period September to November. Pro-establishment lawmakers have accused their rivals of possibly violating the national security law by disrupting let's-go meetings. That's after the pandemic's made repeated quorum calls, which the government backers say are attempts at filibustering. Liberal Party's Tommy Jung said they should be able to pass a non-controversial bill in the blink of an eye, but he says the pandems wasted time that could have been used on livelihood issues. FTU's Alice Mack said LegCo President Andrew Leung should keep them in check.
2: I think it is the obligation and the responsibility of our president to make sure that our time is well used. So I think the president can consider any measures to ensure that we have an effective and efficient meeting, including setting time limits for some discussion items. The president must consider measures to ensure that we will have an efficient electrical sitting.
0: The U.S. government has cleared the sale of more than a billion U.S. dollars worth of advanced air-to-ground missiles to Taiwan in a move that's expected to enter China. Wendy Wong has more.
2: The State Department says it's agreed to sell 135 of the precision cruise missiles. It's also approved the sale of six air reconnaissance ports and 11-mobile light rocket launchers, taking the value of the three arms packages to 1.80 billion U.S. dollars. The announcement didn't include the MQ-9 Ripper combat drones that Taiwan has reportedly requested. Beijing has increased diplomatic and military pressure on Taiwan since the 2016 election of President Tsai Ing-wen, with a dramatic rise in incursions by mainland fighter jets and bombers. Last week, Beijing released footage of a military exercise simulating an invasion of a Taiwan-like territory featuring missile strikes and amphibious landings. Taiwan has for decades relied on an implicit U.S. security guarantee, but Washington has more recently urged it to strengthen its own defense capabilities.
0: The former U.S. President Barack Obama has sharply criticized Donald Trump in his first campaign speech in support of the Democratic Party presidential candidate Joe Biden. Speaking in Philadelphia, Mr. Obama accused the president of lying every day and criticized his handling of the pandemic. Mr. Obama said that if Mr. Biden won, he would restore America's international standing. He's going to restore our standing in the world because he knows that America's true strength comes from setting an example that the world wants to follow, a nation that stands with democracy, not dictators, a nation that can mobilize and inspire others to overcome threats like climate change and terrorism and and poverty and disease. And with Joe and Kamala at the helm, you're not going to have to think about the crazy things they said every day. And that's worth a lot. At his campaign rally in North Carolina, Donald Trump said the choice was between a Trump super recovery and what he called a Biden steep depression. The U.S. director of national intelligence says Iran and Russia have both attempted to interfere in the forthcoming presidential election. John Ratcliffe accused the two countries of using illicitly obtained voter registration details. Some voter registration information has been obtained by Iran and separately by Russia. This data can be used by foreign actors to attempt to communicate false information to registered voters that they hope will cause confusion, sow chaos, and undermine your confidence. Russia was widely accused of interfering in the U.S. presidential election in 2016. The British government says it plans to introduce tougher immigration controls on people from the European Union in January after the U.K. ends its transitional arrangement with the bloc. The BBC's Mark Easton reports. The current rules prevent Britain from refusing entry to an EU citizen unless they present a genuine, serious and present threat to the UK. At the end of the Brexit transition period on January 1st, the Border Force will be instructed to turn away every arrival who's been to prison for a year or more, whenever that sentence was served and whatever threat they pose now. It will also be mandatory to refuse entry to an EU citizen known to have committed any criminal offence in the previous year. Two teenagers accused of pointing out the French teacher Samuel Paty to his attacker have been charged with complicity in his murder. Mr. Paty was beheaded in broad daylight last Friday by an Islamist teenager. He'd shown his class a cartoon of the Muslim prophet Mohammed during a lesson on free speech, prompting a parent to begin a social media campaign against him. Earlier, in a speech at the Sorbonne University in Paris, President Emmanuel Macron said Mr. Paty embodied the country's will to live as free citizens.
2: Samuel Petit est devenu vendredi. On Friday, Samuel Patti
0: became
3: the face of the Republic, the face of our will to break the terrorists, to diminish the Islamists, to live as a community of free citizens in our country,
0: of our determination to understand, to learn, to continue to teach, to be. Germany has recorded a record number of new coronavirus infections in a single day. Official figures show the country had 11,287 new COVID-19 effect infections in 24 hours. That compares with a previous 24-hour record of 7,830 recorded last Friday. It's also sharply higher than the 7,595 cases reported one day earlier. Spain has become the first country in Western Europe to pass a million coronavirus infections. The health ministry reported another 17,000 cases over the past day. Only five other countries have exceeded the million mark. The BBC's Guy Hedgeco has this report. Spain has been the European country with the highest number of infections throughout most of this pandemic. And with these latest figures, it has broken yet another unwelcome record. Spain appeared to have the virus under control by the end of a strict national lockdown in the spring. But since then, a slow-moving but large second wave has been hitting the country. The daily death rate from COVID is much lower than in March and April. Today, 156 more deaths were recorded. But it is steadily rising, as is pressure on healthcare services. Scientists say the mechanism that makes a tiny beetle's exterior shell tough enough to withstand being stabbed or run over offers inspiration for engineering and mechanics. Here's the BBC's Cat Wiener.
3: With a shell resembling a piece of blackened volcanic rock, the diabolical ironclad beetle is aptly named. Despite measuring just two centimetres, this flightless native of the Southern Californian woodlands can tolerate forces nearly 40,000 times its own body weight without suffering significant damage. That's thanks to an unusual exoskeleton that has evolved from its now obsolete front wings, creating layers that are pieced together like a suit of armour. After conducting extensive tests, including running a Toyota over the insect, the researchers used 3D printing to replicate the jigsaw-type design, creating engineering joints with enhanced strength and durability.
0: In a high-profile case, an Iraqi court is reported to have sentenced six people to death for the lynching of a teenage boy. He was murdered in a square in Baghdad during anti-government protests late last year, Demonstrators accused the teenager of having opened fire at them. He was beaten to death and then his body was hung from an electricity pole. The central government says it will maintain its suspension of outbound group tours and its ban on travel agencies, allowing inbound tours due to the risk of a resurgence in coronavirus cases this winter. The mainland first suspended both domestic and outbound tours in January as part of stringent pandemic control measures to curb the spread of the virus, although since July, it's allowed domestic tours to resume. The curbs on outbound tourism has had an impact on tourism in markets like Thailand, which have become heavily reliant on mainland tourist business. Archaeologists in China have uncovered three 4,000-year-old tombs containing the human remains of what they believe were sacrificial victims. The graves are linked to the ancient settlement of Shermao in the northwestern province of Shanxi currencies. The U.S. dollar is trading at 104.70 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 17 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng index was at 24,688. That's 65 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at 55 billion dollars. Sports, here's Adam Zhang. We start with baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays held off the Los Angeles
1: Dodgers 6-4 to level the World Series at one game apiece. Brendan Lau was the star of the game. The second baseman broke out of an extended postseason slump with two home runs, a first inning solo shot, and a fifth inning two-run blast. Rays starter Blake Snell held the Dodgers hitless through the first four innings. The teams now get a day off and will resume Saturday morning Hong Kong time. Charlie Morton starts for the race in Game 3 against Walker Buehler. Both pitchers have been sharp throughout the postseason. On to football now. Bayern Munich began their Champions League title defense with an emphatic 4-0 home win over Atletico Madrid. The two goals from Kingsley Komen came 59 days after he scored the winning goal as Bayern lifted the trophy last season. In the same group, RB Salzburg drew 2-2 with Lokomotiv Moscow. There was a stunning result in Group E. Ukrainian side Donetsk traveled to Spain without a number of key players due to a COVID outbreak within the club, but they came out 3-2 winners over Real Madrid. Details from the BBC's John Bennett. A remarkable performance by the Ukrainian side who are missing seven key players after 10 members of their squad tested positive for coronavirus this week. With the likes of Benzema and Crows on the bench ahead of El Clasico at the weekend, Real Madrid lacked urgency first half and were deservedly 3-0 down before the break. They did dominate the second half with Luka Modric and Vinicius scoring to make a comeback possible and Federico Valverde had an effort ruled out for offside in injury time. Real Madrid play Borussia Mönchengladbach next, and they came close to a big win in Milan against Inter. Romelu Lukaku equalised in the 90th minute from close range for the Italians to secure a 2-2 draw. Group B looks like it'll be wide open. In Group D, Atalanta were 4-0 winners over Danish side Michelin. Liverpool picked up a 1-0 win at Ajax thanks to an own goal Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp says the tricky pitch in Amsterdam made life difficult for his players. I really think that the pitch was up, was really tricky. It was was like deep, muddy a little
2: bit, um, even you can see it from outside. But it was like this because both teams looked really exhausted pretty early. But all over, I'm I'm really I'm I'm, I'm really fine with the game because it was not our sunny shine world class football day. But then, especially in a tournament like the Champions League, you still need the result, and we got it.
1: In Group C, Olympiacos beat Marseille 1-0. Manchester City came from a goal down to beat Porto 3-1. Sergio Aguero started City's comeback with his 40th Champions League goal that was followed by second-half goals from Ilkay Gundogan
0: and substitute Ferran Torres. And that's your look at sports. Adam Cheng reporting there. To end the news, our top stories once again, an academic warns that Hong Kong's jobless rate could hit 7% by the end of the year. A unionist says surviving Cathay Pacific staff have been told they need to take pay cuts of up to 36%. The news from RTHK.
4: So now, like star, Sweet anticipation It's giving me the butterflies And my heart beats racing Loving you is I just want to tell you I've never ever felt this way
3: Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday the 22nd of October is today's date. And a big thank you to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. We actually have a jam-packed show for you. To start today's show, we'll be talking about 3D printing technology. Uh, what types of 3d printers to use what can you print and what do you need i'm sure there are a lot of questions and if you are a tech uh, geek or a tech buff this is the one for you or even if you're not it's definitely interesting and mesmerizing to watch uh, how they print 3D objects. And we'll be chatting with Alex Satti, who is the founder of Digital Dogs Studios and we'll be chatting to him in about 10 minutes or so. And we hope to bring you uh, that interview onto the Facebook page, Noreen Mare on RTHK Radio 3. And after 2 o'clock, we'll be chatting with Sadia Osmani for this week's uh, Thursday Chinwag. And today we'll be talking about white noise. And finally, after 2 30, Andrew Dembina gives us his global and local update of art news uh,
4: around uh, town in his uh, segment Artsing Around. And of course,